Depression is a motherfucker. You have options. Go to mentalhealth.gov to learn more or call 1-800-273-8255 if you need immediate help. My name is Joshua Gilmore from the Nowhere California and Ectopod podcasts. You are not alone. Holy crap, Nowhere's turning 10 years this year? Man, it seems just like yesterday that I was flopping a wallet down on a stool. Sound like my dick. We want to hear from you guys. You can hit us up at the website, NowhereCalifornia.com. Hit us up on our Facebook at Facebook.com slash NowhereCalifornia. Or you can email us, Nowhere underscore California at Yahoo.com. This has been an amazing 10 years, and we want you guys to be a part of it. This is Josh. This is Doug. And this is Nowhere California. Oh, man. Didn't think I'd hear those words over the last couple weeks. Yeah, it's funny how life is getting back to normal, and we still can't record the same of our lives. Well, <laughs> it's it's life is getting back to normal, but because of the repercussion and residue of what the last 14 months have been, yeah. it's, well, for lack of, I hate this word, but new normal, yeah. it's like, we're still dealing with some of that. Now we have, now that everything's back to normal, we have all of our normal problems coming yeah. back. So just because things are getting back to normal, everything is like 15% harder it's like than it was. If things are getting back to normal, then it's like, oh, wait, when it comes yeah. to our normal, it's yeah. actually fucked. Yeah. No, there, there's there's a whole new level of new normal for, for us with, with life and shit. Yeah. And, and you just never, re- you never really realize... Even in the most stressful times, you, you're always like, oh, my God, everything's going so crazy. And then you hit something even more stressful, and you look back, and you're like, I had it fucking easy back then. Yeah, but I don't want us to fall back on right. the couch like our last uh, flaming ship down memory lane episode. Oh, yeah. No, no, no. We are not, I, we're not going to. I was so happy when I found that picture. That <laughs> Yo, <fucking boat. laughs> it's, it, it's really funny because it's, it's one of those that you're like, oh, it's a show. Oh, it's on fire. Oh, that's really bad fire. I got to listen to this. <laughs> yeah, let's do it. Yeah, but – um. Either before you guys hear this episode or after you guys hear this episode, I'm going to start a series of solo episodes. Yeah. To completely change subject. Yeah. We're getting close to our 10 years, so I need to branch out more. And we, I've been saying that for years. We need to actually like abuse the fact we have unlimited data yeah. to do this. Yeah. So recently, I went and saw Stand By Me for the very first time. Which amazed me. And amazed a lot of other people. Yeah. When I posted I was seeing that movie for the first time on Instagram and Facebook, um, my grandma told me to go fuck myself, <laughs> which, and I'm the one who convinced you to go to that one. Yeah, it, it was either that or I was going to go see Saw at that time. Right, which, which I now I'm, I'm right, which I'm now glad. You know, having watched it myself finally since it's available digitally, um, I'm really glad that you chose Stand by Me first because as good as Spiral was, it didn't need to be in the theater. And if you had the opportunity to see Stand by Me, I'm, like I'm liking that. I'm glad I saw Stand by Me because I'll discuss that more a little bit. But I'm glad I did see Saw in the theaters because there was a decent amount of people in the theater. Yeah. Oddly enough, I got this my normal seat way up top center, yep. and for a while I thought I was going to be the only one in the theater, which would have been interesting. Yeah. Which I've been like, damn, I could. Does your brain like if you end up by yourself at a theater? Because I know because you, you go to a theater way more than I do. Um, if you ever end up and by yourself at a theater, is there like a point five second time where you're like, I should jerk off? No, but when I went and saw, like I did a double feature like years ago for my birthday at the Mariposa Theater, I saw Run Fat Boy Run and Semi Pro. Yeah. Run Fat Boy Run had a good amount of people in the theater. Yep. Semi Pro, I was by myself. Wow. I moved seats, I think, 15 times during nice. that movie. Nice. And I sat in the walkway. 
for a good chunk of it. There too. you go. Because I always that's I had that fantasy in my head going like, what would you do? And I just sat everywhere. You just sat in every seat. Now back to the stand by me. Yeah. Stand by. Okay, real quick. I just real real, real quick, like two seconds. What amazes me most about how there are some of these movies that you haven't seen is what is your current DVD count on your app? Uh, Ballpark seven hundred and thirty. And you never saw Stand by Me. Like that's what's crazy. That's why people get so shocked when you haven't seen something. So everybody knows you watch everything. And then all of a sudden it's like something as monumental as Stand by Me you haven't seen. Everyone's like, "What in the flying fuck?" Yeah. Okay. So going into the movie, I was like. I was unsure if I hadn't seen it or not because yeah. I was like, okay, I, I know of scenes, but right. I know of certain things because of the Family Guy episode. Right. But then I was like, okay, let's see, let's see. It starts up and Richard Dreyfus is on screen. I'm like, okay, I've never seen Yeah, it. you never forget Dick Dreyfus. If yeah. you've seen Dick Dreyfus, you know you've seen Dick. Yeah, and then I went and saw it and finished it up and everything, and then an idea popped in my head. I started looking around online. So the series of episodes I'm going to do I found a list of 100 movies to see before you die or bucket list movies yeah. and everything was it AFI's top 100 no. okay no, that's a very boring list they haven't done an updated one in a while yeah, it's a very I wanted boring to find list. An, like a current list like yeah. I looked through IMDB and it's pretty much like anybody and their mother can make that list on oh, IMDB yeah. so well, I yeah. didn't want to go with any of them I really yeah. honestly think you have to list your mother's main name in order to make the list exactly uh, but I found I think it was through uh I think it was Empire Online. Okay. So the the online version of the magazine. And the reason I chose this list okay. is because the first movie on the list was Stand By Me. Nice. Yeah. So it kind of That's like the first... just screamed like, oh, you're choosing this one. Well, that was like the first time I ever sat down. Um, and I did it when I, when I first moved to Hollywood and, and, you know, when my mental health was insane. You know, not that it's any better, but, you know. I was in a different city. Yeah. First thing I, I, I decided one day, sit down and make a bucket list. And I was like, okay. So the first thing I did, I loopholed the shit out of it. I wrote bucket list. Number one, make a bucket list. Check mark. Yeah. Okay. You know, so. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So Good that's it. it. Yeah. You, you chose the list with stand by me. So you already had started the list. You already yeah. had made the commitment. But also, too, I'm going to, the episodes will be in 10, the episodes will be in 10 movie chunks. Okay. So blocks. Okay. Yeah. And within that first ten, I haven't seen six of them. <laughs> I apologize, I'm yawning. Uh, it was, it's, it's been a long work week. Are you fucking kidding me? Oh, yeah. Of the first ten... See, and that's what blows my mind, is like, your DVD count is that high. And I know there are movies that you've seen that you don't even have the DVD of. Yeah. So, I mean, we gotta put at least... Okay, so let's say 15% of more of your movies so that's 79 half of seven there's 70 so that's 38 geez dude you're at like almost a thousand and six of the top 10 movies from empire oh, no, this is just the 90 90 through 100 like i'm going to go like, oh you're going backwards yeah that makes more sense yeah. okay yeah, if you but, were like number one through 10 i haven't seen seven of them i was gonna be like jesus fuck man i didn't get that far when i was scrolling through i was just like okay this list is perfect you're like i'm good so I'm going to start doing that as a series of episodes, flying solo, or fuck it, if you guys jump in time to time, yeah. And also, too, I'm going to jump on to Facebook Live and Instagram Live. Yes. To kind of discuss the episode since we don't exactly post like right away. Right. So people will forget what I fucking talk about, and we get like maybe two or three people actually popping in. Right. And I'm going to throw out to them. I'm going to say, I'm going to talk about the 10 movies quickly, not really elaborate on them, right. but say what 10 movies I'm going to be talking about in the episode. 
yep. and say flat out, like, I have not seen this one, this one, and this one, or whatever. It could be all ten for all that yeah. matters. And I'm going to leave it to whoever's watching to decide one of those movies I'm going to have to watch. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So this this would be your opportunity to be like, oh, Josh is on there. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to make him watch Showgirls. That's it. I think I was a every... teenager during that time. Exactly. So. <laughs> yeah, dude. Like I, That's one of the multiple reasons I started to become friends with Phil. Because he's like, dude, you come over to my house and watch Showgirls. I'm like, Hey, hey, there you go. So, yeah. Sex sells, even yeah, on friendships. Yeah, exactly. So, so that's going to be coming up movie-wise for me. And with how we're talking about New Normal and all that yeah. crap, the world reopening and stuff. The, the Lost Movies of 2019. Yeah, those are getting scheduled now. The, yeah. the Lost Movies are 2020. Lost Movies of 2020, yeah. Yeah, we're yeah. getting those rescheduled and everything. And that brought up an idea for me to bust out a list of movies that were made but never released. Yeah. Okay. Uh, there's multiples out there. The like the best example I can give for this is actually not a movie. It's a TV series. Yeah. And I just recently learned the whole background on it. There was a Blazing Saddles television series. Oh, shit. Yeah. And this Talk was, about a movie I haven't seen. Yeah. I haven't seen that movie. Yeah. You still have Nick's copy. I still have Nick's copy. Yeah. Yep. And um, I have his Doctor Strange, too. Yeah. Basically, they made Blazing Saddles, and the studio was telling Mel Brooks, like, oh, we want to do a sequel. We want to do a sequel. Mel Brooks, being the freaking genius he is, is like, no, you're not doing a sequel. And they're like, no, we want to do a sequel. It's like, look at the contract. In the contract, he made sure if they wanted to do a sequel, they would have to do a Blazing Saddles television series. <laughs> They'd have to produce a Blazing Saddles television series. So Blazing Saddles gets released, and about like a year or so later, Studio goes back to him and goes, We want to do a sequel. And he's like, Tell their series. And they're yeah. like, Come in the screening room. Set him down and show them the first episode of Black Bart, the television series based on Blazing Saddles. <laughs> they produced four seasons of this series. Without him knowing? Without him knowing and never released them. Now, are we talking like full, full like 24 full, episodes? Full production. Luke Gossip Jr. was the lead. Jeez. And they produced four seasons of the stuff to not release. Just to show See, it to Mel kinda... Brooks and say, we only had to produce them. Yeah. We never have to release them. But see, that's the thing, though, too, is but like... also, too, as you can tell, there four... was never a Blazing Saddles sequel. Right, but four seasons? Like, you could have just done one. But that was almost... That, that was very much like, whip your dick out. And like for like that was asserting dominance kind of shit. Yeah, you know that was like, oh man, we got to produce a TV series. Here's four seasons, plot. But still, they never did the sequel. Yeah, which... and also too, there was a joke that one of Lewis of Gossip, one of Lewis Gossip Junior's house is like a TV series you've never seen. Bought this house <laughs> <laughs> because the studio had to pay everybody. Oh yeah. Yeah, and, and put in the production know. and do all that stuff and everything. That's kind of the best example I can give right now for what we're going to discuss. Yeah. is a top ten list of movies that were fully produced, got out there somewhat, yeah. but never got a full-blown release. Release, yeah. So very much like uh, Kevin Smith's story about Prince. Which, funny that you mentioned the Prince stuff. Uh, I don't know if I send it to you, but I need to if I haven't. There's actually some photos online from that shoot. Yeah. The documentary shoot. That yeah. That never has, still haven't seen the light of day. Yeah, and I've seen, yeah, you sent them to me. I okay. saw them. Yeah, okay. I saw them. All right, so first on the list, I think the way we're going to do this, because you have not seen this list. No. I am 100% blind. I'm going to say the title, 
in... I'm just going to let you try to guess what the movie is fucking about. Okay. Yeah. So, first movie is called 100 Years. 100 Years. Okay. Uh, my guess is that it's um, the story of a prison guard who, in a prison, one of the one of the prisoners has, is reaching his 100 years in the prison, and then it's like... Everybody's so happy he's going to reach his 100 years, but then it's like he's dying. So then it's like, we got to keep him alive. And um, I don't know. Uh, you got to give up. <laughs> yeah, that's as far as I'll go. It, nothing is known about this movie because it's not set to be released until 2115. Is this the freaking John Malkovich movie? Yeah. Yes, okay, yeah, I told... And directed I, by Robert Rodriguez under yep. commission from the Remy Martin Liquor Company who has a cognac known as Louis the 13th yeah that is aged a hundred years so they commissioned Robert Rodriguez to do this movie with John Malkovich to not be released until basically the world's a center right we're getting close yeah I mean sh- yeah it's like it's like either wait a hundred years to show the movie or wait for the world to blow up if you wait for the world to blow up we're all gonna see it a lot sooner yeah so there you go that, that was first 100 years okay. Th- this one as soon as you know who stars in it you'll know why it did not get a full release. Okay. But I'm still going to let you try to okay. guess what it's about. I love you, Daddy. I love you, Daddy. Unless you, of course, know what it is, then you can just say... No, I have no idea okay. what that is. I love you, Daddy. I assume it's somebody who... It's some actor who has had a Me Too thing against them. <laughs> you, so, you got that right on the nose. <laughs> yeah. Um, is it is it starring Louis C.K.? Yep. Okay. It is Louis C.K., Movie that was re- going to be released in 2017, but then all of his bullshit right. got put out there, and he got told to go fuck himself because yeah. he's a scumbag. He did fuck himself, though. That's the thing, is yeah. all this stuff was because he did fuck himself. Yeah, but that, that's neither here nor there. Who else was in the movie? Um, who, who got fucked over by this? Uh, John Malkovich. <laughs> Malkovich, Malkovich. We're, never gonna, we're not going to see anything from this guy for 100 years. Yeah, and... Um, Hit girl Chloe. Chloe Grace Moretz. Yeah, she was. Or Mortez, I think. I she remember. was Louis C.K.'s daughter in the movie that was in love, fell in love with freaking John Malkovich because this movie was kind of an homage to Woody Allen. Because ew. So I'm glad this movie didn't come out. Yeah. Okay. Next up. Yeah. Glitterati. Glitterati. Yeah. Okay. Can I ask, is Audi with D's or T's? T's. T's. Glitterati. Okay, so I assume paparazzi with glitter. <laughs> okay, so I so drag queens. I don't know. I just that's all I can go for. Okay, I'm just gonna read directly from yep. the description. Yep. Director Roger Avery's film, seventy hours of footage for one sequence of his movie, The Rules of Attraction. The sequence wound up in the movie, but Avery then took more of the footage and cut it into its own film, Glitterati, which follows the actor Kip Pardue as he wanders through Europe seducing random women. Which in character as Victor from Rules of Attraction. Which is a great fucking movie. Oh, yeah. Because it was all shot on the fly. It could never legally be released and it never has been outside of the occasional screening here or there. So it's basically that there's a sequence in Rules of Attraction where he talks about his trip through right. Europe and he doesn't remember a damn thing. But yeah. we see clips of it. Yeah. So very hangover post credit scene, but yeah. with Kit Pardue. But Roger Avery's edited and compiled this into its own movie. Wow. Which, from different descriptions and everything of the sex and crap that happened, there, there, there's no way in hell this is going to see the light of the day. No, man. That sucks. I like Kip Pardue. And, and if you guys haven't seen Rules of Attraction, 
you really should, but be prepared. There is some uh, uncomfortable scenes, but if you happen to find a DVD copy, you are in for a really weird what-the-fuck treat of Carrot Top. Yes, Carrot Top. Doing a commentary to Rules of Attraction, which involves a psychotic James Vanderbeek. Yeah, just out of everybody you could have gotten, like... It, 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 is that fucking carrot top? Yeah, perfect choice. Yeah. Okay, next up is Frat House. Frat House. Okay. Is it the male version of soror or like a sorority row? The no. horror movie? No. Okay. Now, if it's not that, then I'm going to assume Frat House is probably a, a sequel to Animal House? No. Okay. Then fuck it. I don't know. It's a documentary <laughs> done by Todd Phillips. Of Hangover and Joker fame, which was shot for HBO, but as it was being released in like film uh, festival circuits and everything, yeah. it was being uh, accused of staging. Uh, okay, so you can't really stage a documentary. Yeah, I mean, once but once you find out the ones that were staged, and you kind of wonder, you're like, how much of like how much of it is really real? Yeah. You know, how much reality is in reality? Right. Yeah. Next up is The Brave. The Brave. Um, okay. I'm going to assume it's a whitewashed version of a Native American warrior story. Yeah, kind of close, actually. Really? Yeah. Fuck yeah. <laughs> it's the only feature directed by Johnny Depp where he plays a poor Native American man. Okay. Which Johnny Depp does have Amer- Native American blood in him, but yeah. it's still... But so does like a lot of people from Oklahoma. Exactly. You know, doesn't necessarily no. make it work. Yeah. Who takes part in a snuff film, and not the fun part of the snuff film. He he gets paid to be the snuff. Oh, God. To help his family out and everything. is basically that movie, and Marlon Brando's in it, too. Jesus. Yeah. But also, too, from what it sounds like, it sucks. Oh, I'm sure. Yeah. Up next is... I'm not going to allow you to try to guess what this movie is about, because the title gives it. Okay. Fantastic Four. Oh, yeah, the, the, the one. The, the legendary Roger Corman. Corman, thank you. Where the studio that was, had the rights at the time were like, okay, we got to do something to keep the rights, so hey, give this to Corman. Yeah. Because so he is for... known for shooting things on the cheap. Yeah. Um, he also, even though he's known for shooting things on the cheap, one of the reasons why is because there are a lot of actors who have guilty pleasure movies that are Roger Corman's that actually really want to work with him. Yeah, he's but, not... and it's not even really a knock on him. I think it's more of a knock on a studio for... Oh, yeah, absolutely. Not allowing it. Oh, yeah, yeah no. I mean, they should have just done it. I mean, that's the thing is, like, at, you know, even though the movie is bad, you know, you're kind of limited to what you have. And Corman is not a hack director. He's a good director. He just suffers from box office bombing is all it is. Yeah. Okay, up next is Nothing Lasts Forever. Nothing Lasts Forever. Okay. It is another documentary. No. Okay. It is another documentary. I'm just going to go ahead and commit to what I was going to say. It's another documentary about a scientific experiment about trying to stop the aging process of a certain person. No. Okay. Uh, It's a film by Tom Schiller who did short films for uh, Saturday Night Live back in the 80s. Okay. Uh, Lauren Michaels produced it and it also starred... uh, Bill Murray and Dan Aykroyd. Okay. And in the article description, it doesn't tell you shit. Okay. So I had to dig through IMDb to actually find a plot. Okay. It's about an artist failing a test and is required to direct traffic in New York City's Holland Tunnel. He winds up falling in love with a beautiful woman 
after he takes a trip to the moon on a lunar cruiser. God, this has, like, Mr. Nobody vibes to it. Yeah. Like, uh, the Jared Leto, which is actually, you know what? It's actually a really good movie. Yeah. I watched and it. this also stars uh, Zach Gilligan from Gremlins. Oh, man, Gremlins. Yeah, he's the lead. Yeah. Which is, oh, my God, that's a funny story. Okay, so it's Zach Gilligan. And Bill Murray and Dan Aykroyd, so Ghostbusters, Gremlins, right? Yeah. Do you know that Ghostbusters and Gremlins came out on the same day? Yeah. Okay, so what's really funny about that is Ghostbusters and Gremlins came out on the same day, and together, between both of them, they raked in like $36 million opening weekend. Top Secret with Val Kilmer also came out that weekend. So I can only imagine being Val Kilmer at the height of Val Kilmer-like fame Turning around and seeing a movie about a little furry thing and a bunch of comedians taking out ghosts, completely dominating oh, him yeah. in box office. Well, it's like uh, the year Batman came out, it was also Last Crusade. Yep. And I think it was, wasn't it like Turtles, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles? Turtles was 90. Oh, okay. There was, some, there was another movie out that year, and I don't remember what it was. Oh, no, it was Ghostbusters 2. 89, yep. yeah. It came out the same period as Batman and Indiana Jones Last Crusade and yep. just got destroyed. Yeah. Not bomb, but still was lost in the shuffle. Right, yeah. yeah. Okay, the next one is going to be one I'm not going to allow you to try to figure out what it is because it, it will go wrong so fast. Okay. Cocksucker Blues. Oh, please, please <laughs> tell me that this is so just one of those random, ty- like, 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 Gunpowder Milkshake, that movie no. coming out. Okay. No. It, basically, it's a 1972 documentary about the Rolling Stones, and the reason it never got released, the Rolling Stones sued to make sure it did not get released. Which makes me wonder what was in that documentary that they sued to not... Party, sex, drugs, them being them. Yeah. <laughs> Keith then, Richards somehow not... No, that's not... Keith Richards is Aerosmith, right? No, Keith Richards is Rolling Stones. Okay. I, I get I, I I get all that era confused. Yeah, it's us, so it's not really yeah. a big deal. But yeah, it, it's pretty much like they filmed it. They got they probably saw a cut of it going. Um, no, it's like almost famous. Yeah, you know, but X-rated. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, with cock sucking and blues apparently. Okay, so we're actually to number two now. Number two, the day the clown cried. The day the I know this one. Hold yeah. on, I know this one. Um. God, I for some the name sounds so familiar, and I, my brain is my brain is going towards it. Um, it was being it was supposed to be a comedy, right? Like no, okay. It, like I've talked, we've talked, we've about talked this. about. I know this one. Why do I know this one? Because I I used to talk about it incentively. Okay, what? The Day the Clown Cried, Jerry Lewis. That's right. That's He's right. He's a clown yeah. working in a concentration camp. Yep, yep. That leads kids to the gas chambers. Yeah, and. uh... For a while, I was obsessed with this movie, but then I started learning more and more about it, and I was like, God, no. Yeah. Because I love horrible movies, but yeah. this one was like, Harry Shearer, the guy that voices Homer on The Simpsons, was able to see a cut, and he said it's like someone did a velvet painting of Auschwitz. It, it seems like, okay, but why? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and even Jerry Lewis, like, after it was filmed, he kept the sole copy of it in a safe, and... It's under instructions, like, I think it's 20 to 30 years after he passes away that it'll be able to be released. How long ago did he die? In, 
I don't think it's been 10 years. Damn it. So there is a possibility that we'll see this movie, but then again, we could die before then. Yeah, but also... In which case, we won't see John Malkovich's movie either. Yeah, but it's one of those ones that now, in hindsight, I'm like, I'm good. No, you know what? I'll I'll watch it. Like, Penn Oswalt used to do... Uh, he got a hand, his hands on a script, yeah. and he would do live readings of the script at comedy clubs. Oh God, yeah. And I, after a while, he stopped because they're just like speaking. Geez. Speaking of Patton Oswalt, just real quick, uh, just for you guys too, and Josh, just you know, don't sleep on Modoc. Yeah, Modoc's pretty funny. Yeah, I, yeah, that's what I've heard. Yeah. Okay, and here is all right number one, one Uncle Tom's Fairy Tales. Okay, so obviously it's a reference to Uncle Tom's Cabin. Yeah. So we know that. Are we looking at sort of a Songs of the South situation with this one? Not uh, exactly. Okay. So Uncle Tom's Cabin is probably Uncle Tom's Fairy Tales. So I assume it's probably like a Mother Goose type story where it's like this this old black guy telling stories uh, in a cabin no. to children? Okay. It was in 1969. Honestly, nothing's really too known about it. Uh, stars Richard Pryor. It seems like it's Makes sense. one of his basic comedies. And I'm just going to read the description right from the thing. Wayne's World and the Decline of Western Civilization director Penelope Spears' directorial debut made when she was still a film student was called Uncle Tom's Fairy Tales and starred a young Richard Pryor. According to Legend and IMDb trivia page, Richard Pryor's wife complained that he was paying more attention to this film than he was to her, so he shredded the negative. Spears supposedly recut the film, and some scenes from it ended up in a tribute to Richard Pryor in 2005, which then sparked a lawsuit over the rights to the footage. Unless you got it in with Penelope, you would probably basically never see this movie. I just wonder what the plot was. Yeah, I tried. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, I could give a shit if, like, oh, you're never going to see it. Well, fuck, we know. I want to so know, tell like, us what the fuck is about. Tell us why, yeah. you know? Honestly, it's probably just one of those, it's just a student film. <laughs> yeah. And you know the drill. On yeah, that. I know. Yeah, trust me. I, I, I have sat through many of student films. Yeah, there was some list. I have made a few student films. There was some list that had a movie by Tarantino. He never went to film school, but yeah. basically, My Best Friend's Birthday by Tarantino is kind of his own film school film. Yeah. It's just him trying to see what he can do. Yeah, I mean, the, and, and what's funny about film school films is they have this really kind of weird um, quality to them in which, for the most part, they suck. I mean, in certain categories, either, like, the sound is terrible, or the acting's terrible, or, like, you could have better cinematography, or the editing sucks. But then when you, like, kind of watch it under the guise of knowing it's a student in film, you kind of go, oh, sweetie. Yeah. Like, oh, you, like, you're, like, a grandparent. You're like, oh, you made a thing. Like, yeah, yeah well, that, that green swivel totally looks like a rhino, sweetheart. You know, it's... But, like, and this is not me blowing you or anything. Yeah. Like, when we saw the student films during your graduation, like, yeah. they're good films. Yeah. And it's because, trust, anybody who make a film deserves credit. Right. But your film felt like a movie. Like, actual, like... Cinematic. Uh, cinematic. Yeah. You can go anywhere and watch this and be like, oh, fuck, this is fun. Yeah. I, I mean, that was kind of, I mean, I think a lot of that had to do with the fact that um, it was simple. Yeah, I mean, it was a very simple story, very simple concept, very simple execution. Yeah. Um, I also surrounded myself with the right people. Um, and then I kept it fucking fun. Yeah. Like, all the time on set. Like, I never wanted anything to be serious. Because, yeah. like, I mean, if you really, if you look at, at, if you look at art in general, painting, music, fucking films, anything, 
you're really just making a lot of money to play make-believe. Yeah. You're spending someone else's money to play make-believe, and then you make a lot of money after that if you do well. You know, so it's when you, like, like we were talking about this at work the other day about how um, Jim Carrey and Tommy Lee Jones hated each other on the set of Batman Forever. Yeah. And I'm like, how fucked up is a situation where, like, the actors hate, like... Well, like, uh, from what I've heard of it, Jim Carrey didn't hate Tommy Lee Jones. Tommy Lee Jones, Jones hated. just could not stand. Like, from Legend, it was, like, Jim Carrey saw Tommy Lee Jones at a restaurant and was like, oh, cool, I'm working with him, so I'll go say hi. And Tommy Lee Jones like, I don't condone your buffoonery. Oh, God. And he's like, good to meet you. All right, <laughs> see you later. And basically was like, fuck him. Yeah. <laughs> So I just I I've always just like I've always well, just wanted to know like like why Well it's like Kevin Smith always put it like you're there to make believe. Yeah, you're why there. Why take yeah. take it seriously? Exactly. You know, you're just there to have fun. Yeah. You know. And I guess that to be the I do have a question for you. Yeah. Now that we've talked about all of these films that have never been released, what is one film that was released that you wish wasn't? Oh god. I guess I would have to go with Hot Rod. I still can't stand that movie. Wow. Okay, that's funny. If I have to pull an answer out, no, I got you. I got you. Yeah, I got you. But that—that's a hard one. Right now, I mean, it's there. Definitely shouldn't have asked you this off the cuff and yeah, put you. Yeah, but there's like those random ones too, where like if I, I have would, one. If I would dig through like the Woody Allen canon, yeah. like some of these shouldn't seem like the. I have one. Okay, I do have one. Sharknado. Oh, yeah. The reason being, not it's a bad movie, whatever, yeah. you know, it's fun, and I'm glad Tara Reid has a constant cycle of films she gets to do because she deserves it because yeah. she's an awesome person. Oh, yeah. And um, we, we can say that legitimately. Right. We can say that legitimately. And I've always, and I've always like, what I've known of Tara Reid's story, like, I've always felt bad for her, and she had a really si- shitty situation. So I'm glad it's to fun. see she's it's, doing better. I just actually saw an article talking to her, and she's like, She's living her life now. See, that's good. And yeah. I'm happy for her. And I wouldn't want this movie released to fuck up her career. Yeah. I don't want this movie to be released because yeah. Sharknado opened up the door to two-word things being put together to make a horror movie. Oh, yeah. So Shark and Tornadoes. Sharknado. Yeah. Velocipaster. Zombievers. Lava like, Lanchla. Yeah. yeah. All these stupid, like, we're going to take... Sharktopus. Yeah, we're going to take two halves of one... We're going to take a half of one movie, a half of another movie, and we're going to put them together, and we're going to lock them in a closet, and we're going to make them have sex with each other, and then we get them... Yeah. yeah. Well, that's that's the asylum film way, unfortunately. Yeah, I mean, I I mean, I like, get... Like, the first Sharknado, I agree, because... Yeah, but then, like, they did five more or something, and it was pretty much like, this makes money. And honestly, no, I, I'd almost guarantee, like, the only reason I saw the first two was because Rift Tracks did Rift Riffs off. Right, and that's, but see, what 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 in, is inherent in what you just said is that they made five of them, and they made a lot of money, is because it was appealing to the masses on a whole weird meta scale. Yeah. It was people going, huh, sharks in a tornado, this can't be funny, I'm gonna watch it anyways and then they watch and it is funny because yeah. it's a fucking movie with sharks in a tornado and then they go oh that was funny and that was kind of scary it looked cool and then you keep going and they, it, it was 
It was essentially the the. Do you remember Kentucky Fried or not Kentucky Fried movie? Not Kentucky. Do you remember that weird movie that was like so dirty and so derogatory? And Michael oh. Clark Duncan was in it. And it was only sold on late night. Yeah, like, the ShamWow dude. No, even no. further back. Than no, that. it was the ShamWow dude. Was, There's one I'm thinking of. Yeah. But it was only sold through a 900 number. And I think you bought it. I bought it, yes. Yeah. I think that's the reason I even saw it was because yeah. of you. And we finished it and I was like, the fuck? Yeah, it was totally not worth it other than watching Michael Clark Duncan. That was yeah. just the whole reason. Again, I fell for the Sharknado. Yeah, I, I went Michael Clark Duncan in an obsessively dirty movie. Wow, IMDb rating of 2.2. It deserves less. <laughs> the movie, we did a quick little search. The underground comedy movie. Yes, it is. Yeah. It is on IMDb, so they obviously went through and did that work. But and, and uh, honestly, I would I would change my answer from Hot Rod to any of those movies. Okay, the ones that just go for shock. Level. Yeah, shock value. Yeah, and not even like like superhero movie. Yeah, and date movie or and, the inappropriate movie or like even yeah. I would even go as far as movie forty three. Yeah, because it was just like what the fuck. Yeah, like I give Hot Rod its credit because. Actually, Andy Samberg is a talented dude. Bill Hader's yeah. in it. And a lot of people, good, talented people are in it. It's just a weird fucking movie. Right. And, uh, don't, yeah. And speaking as a fan of Hot Rod, yeah. it's definitely not everybody's movie. And there actually is one sequence in there in that movie that I absolutely can't fucking stand. And I hate that it's in the movie because it's just long enough to where you, where you can't fast forward for just like a second and get over it. But it's just short enough where you can't chapter skip yeah. and get past it either. The cool so, beans? Yeah, the fucking cool beans thing. Like, yeah. that's that's the part where I'm just like, come on, guys. Yeah. But yeah, like, I would get rid of Sharknado because much like... I, okay, I felt... Underground comedy movie, the Sharknado of comedy movies. I fell for back then, and I no, thought we're, we're kids. Yeah, we're like, yeah. ooh, this is inappropriate. Well, that's the thing now is Sharknado gets that same mentality. The yeah. kids coming in, and, and what? It's on fucking TNT or something like that when it comes uh, sci-fi. to com- sci-fi. So you know, the kids got to wait until ten o'clock at night and watches it. You know, and now he saw boobs and blood and gore and all that. But I would stop Sharknado solely for the fact of it just creates this weird hybrid fuck baby of of titles of like like Velocipaster, Zombievers, yeah. uh, the the Lava Larantula, yeah. you know. And and don't get me wrong, as somebody who desperately still to this day dreams of making movies. Um, and is very happy for anybody who ever gets to make a movie. Minus UV Ball. Right. You, yeah. No, and I'll fight you in the ring, dude. I'm serious. I would take a punch from UV Bowl to be able to, like, duck and then punch him in the balls. Oh, yeah. Um, the only thing that ever came out good from UV Bowl was the Blood Rain movie. Yeah. And that was solely just because Christina Loken showed her tits. Yeah. Um, but as somebody who's very happy when anybody gets to make a movie, I am not knocking any of the people who worked on Sharknado, worked on any of these other ones, Velocipaster, what have you. You guys did your dream. You got paid. It was awesome. It's just as a filmmaker to watch movies, these amazing movies, or hear about these amazing movies that never get made or never get released. <laughs> and then we watch somebody make a fucking Human Centipede 3. Like, someone gave that person $3 million to make that movie when you could have taken half of that, given it to this guy, and we could have had an almost Oscar-worthy, probably, you know, out of right field, great movie. Well, that's, like, I think to kind of get wrapped up here. Yeah. 
that's unfortunately, I think the thing we're going to be seeing in the next couple of years. Oh, we're fucked with movies right yeah. now. Yeah. And, like we got our, the late releases and everything. We're going to have our Marvels and everything like yeah. that. But anything of substance, anything that's going to take an artistic risk. Yeah. It's going to be few and far between. Yeah. I mean, we're, we're, we're looking at three to five years before we see a consistent amount of risky movies. There's always going to be risky movies, no matter what. Once yeah. or twice a year, we're going to get one that they, they, they were like, Hey, we're going to quit this, you know, hail Mary, this shit. And then like success, like promising young woman. Yeah. Total risky movie. Totally came out. No one really thought of it. And then all of a sudden, boom, hit Oscar and then ran. And now fucking everybody in that movie is getting everything they've ever wanted Which in is life. Awesome. You know, but that was filmed pre COVID. Yeah. So we're going to get ones like that that just come out over. But for the most part, the larger amount of risky movies or the larger amount of, like, like independent, you know, fun cinema movies, you know, like Alamo Drafthouse Wednesday yeah. night movies, those are going to be gone for a while. Oh, yeah. And I wouldn't be surprised if we start seeing more rehashes of, of, of franchises to try to get some, but it's a good play financially. Don't oh, yeah. it's, it's Especially so now more than ever, like before, like all oh, the studios just yeah. going for a short bit. It's like, unfortunately that studio has to. Right. And that's what I was going to say. And, and we can end it on this if you yeah. want to, cause I'm, I'm just rambling. Yeah. Um, I am not, I, I'm not as against reboots and remakes as some people are, but I'm still against yeah. them. Like, you know, if it has a purpose, do it. Right. And so what I think, right, for the next, like, three to five years, I ain't going to say shit. If any if any fucking studio wants to remake any other fucking movie, they could remake a movie they shot last year. I don't give a yeah. shit. If all you're doing is trying to rake in money and make money from that some of that hemorrhaging you lost, like, fine. But, like, you got to make it up to us. Yeah. Like... Give like, us a new independent revolution. Yeah, like if I don't, if 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 I sit through like three more Transformers movies and another f- nine Fast and Furious movies, and you don't turn around and give us another Garden State or another, you know, freaking uh, promising young woman or another, uh, what's the one with Peter Dinklage that we like, the Train? Movie. Oh, uh, Station Agent. Yeah, if you don't give us another Station Agent. Or even, like, I think we're alone now. Him and uh, freaking Elle Fanning. Yeah. amazing. Like, give, if, you, if you look, you got three to five years just to make as much shit as you want yeah, to make money back. recoup your 2020. Right, recoup 2020. But if after that we don't start getting more of those, then, like, come on, guys. Exactly. We're not going to be able to do anything about it, but come on. But also, too, I've been hearing rumors of Jurassic Park crossover with Fast and Furious, which I'd be cutting down for. That would be very, oh, it would be a... a uh, the fucking dino one is the cartoon. Dino. Oh, fuck. Whatever. <laughs> Josh, if Josh figures out what it is, he's going to plug it in right now. No. <laughs> okay. All right. Well, that's about it. Um, this felt good. Yeah. We're, we're rapidly approaching our tenure. Uh, you've heard the openers uh, begging you to... Send us your messages. Just tell. say hi, guys. I yeah. mean, I know a lot. I know all of you guys listening are a lot like us. You kind of just you're quiet. You don't really involve yourself in a lot of things. I, I get it. But just say hi. Yeah, just we know you're there. Yeah, drop us line. You don't have to do audio if you want to do audio. You can do that. Yeah, but just just send us something. Just let so us know. We can, just let us know you're happy. We can have some fun with our anniversary episode. We're going to have fun no matter what. But yeah. we want you involved. Just you know, check in. Let us know you're not dead in a ditch somewhere. Yeah. That's what my parents so, used to say. So. 
with all that being said, I guess this has been Josh. This has been Doug. And as always, be, be excellent, excellent to each other. You like that? You like how I caught on with you on that? That must have sounded sexy.